Train, eat, repeat. The knowledge and know-how you need to live well. Here's your host, Tyler Ferrand. Hello, everyone, and welcome back into another episode of Train, Eat, Repeat. So glad you're taking time out of your day to listen to this episode. And huge shout out to everybody who joined the eight-week reset challenge. We have 21 people in the group, 21 great individuals that are looking for good help around nutrition, exercise, and mindfulness practices, and more than anything, just looking for that community to support each other, and we're off and rolling. If you did happen to miss out on this challenge, fear not, there will be another challenge. This current one that we're in will end on December. December 25th, Christmas Day, and we will have a new one starting on January 1st, that big New Year's resolution push that everybody has. So if you missed out on this time, don't worry about it. There will be another opportunity. Another big announcement inside the Train, Eat, Repeat community is that now Andrea Sage, my better half, has decided to join up with me and join forces. So not only do you have just one coach, a nutrition coach, exercise expert, but now you also have somebody who is also a nutrition expert and a vegetarian um, and a fantastic Pilates instructor. So if you're interested in connecting with Train, Eat, Repeat for training, nutrition, help, Pilates, um, you can definitely hit us up on our Instagram, Facebook, and also at traineatrepeat.com or .co, excuse me, traineatrepeat.co. So what are we talking about today? So I, I, I'm going to get on my, my stool, if you will, or my soapbox, because you can imagine that being in the field I'm in, I routinely field questions from individuals. And the thing is, is that we live in an age now where there's so much information out there that it's very hard to decipher what exactly we should be paying attention to. And you know, to me, what good is information if you don't know how to use it? You know, it got me thinking lately how true this is in every aspect. It doesn't matter if you're talking about health and wellness or financial advice or relationship advice. There is so much information. We're inundated every single day with it. You know, I, I would say we live in what's coined as the, the information age. You know, we have more computing power in the palm of our hand than the space rocket that landed on the moon. Like, think about that. I know that that's something that's been said, but when you think about the complexity of landing people on the moon and we just carry it around in our pocket like it's nothing. But to me, information without understanding of how to use it, or the way I like to coin it is without wisdom, will get you nowhere. You know, therefore, it has to be a balance of learning and practicing whatever craft you are trying to become an expert in. Anyone can read a book, but it's the wisdom, the trial and error that makes someone a seasoned veteran and someone who can you can trust with your health, money, relationships, etc. You know, simply taking advice or information from a, a website or a, a chat room, you know, where you don't even know who's giving you this unsolicited advice and believing that you have everything you need to be successful is naive, you know, and, and could be downright dangerous. Should you put into practice what these people say, take it for their word, and then all of a sudden, now you're 40 steps behind from where you were, or maybe you end up broke, or maybe you end up injuring yourself doing a workout. That's why it's so important for you to find that knowledge and create wisdom. You know, I've seen this numerous times in the, in the health and wellness space. Someone loses weight and automatically they're an expert, and they offer their advice to people who seek them out for help. 
You know, one thing I've learned is that just because you have something has worked for you or just because you have knowledge, and this goes for me as well, that it does not give you permission to tell somebody what to do. They must ask for that wisdom in turn. But you have to know who you're asking it from. You know, and the other problem is, is that what worked for that person may not work for you, especially in a category as complicated as health and wellness or financial advice or relationship advice. Everything is complicated when you start to break it down. And while that person may have acquired some knowledge and wisdom, a little bit of trial and error, through their own journey, their sample size is still one. What you want is someone who has gotten results for 10, 20, 100 people, thousands of people with the same pain you are dealing with. And that doesn't mean that they had the same approach with that individual. It just means that they were able to, you know, take the complexity and the and the difference in each person and be able to decipher exactly what that person needs. They've mastered the ability to coach, educate, and get the results a client or a person was seeking. You know, that's why despite the amount of information I've acquired via health magazines and websites before I even got into this field, I still decided to hire a personal trainer right out of college. You know, the result of working with an expert who understood how to work with me to accomplish my goals was invaluable all because he had done it with countless others before, and he was also a product of the product, which is also important. And he knew what buttons to push physically, mentally, to get the best out of me. You know, Andrea, who I'd mentioned at the beginning of this podcast, who's joining up with me on this business venture, she did a uh, bikini competition. And already being in the health and wellness field, she still hired a coach. And after 18 months leading up to her competition, we stepped on stage, she only knew a fraction of what it took to step on stage and compete with people that have been doing this for years and years and years and have sought out numerous coaches. You know, the other thing that is unique to humans is that we tend to value more that what uh, that which what we pay for. So we value more for value something more when we pay for it. And sometimes at a great expense. Sometimes you can spend upwards of $10,000, $15,000, $20,000 on a coach. You know, take for instance the difference between your K through 12 education. You know, unless you went to a private school and, and, and your parents paid for it, it was free. And to compare that to your college or your trade school education that most likely you had to pay for or are still paying for the loans to this day. I would question, did you value or learn more because you were more invested in the literal sense and the figurative sense? You know, you know, did you feel like that you were more attentive, that you were more apt to, you know, uh, absorb the information that you were getting? You were more apt to actually go to class. I know, and I joke about it. You know, my freshman year, I was uh, sort of uh, struggling a little bit because I wasn't going to class. But then that realization of you're paying for this education or your parents are helping you pay for this education or you got a loan to for this education, you're going to use it more often. You know, then it wouldn't make sense if you invested your hard-earned money into a coach education class that you would not only stay consistent but also learn that simply looking up some free information, you know? And so, again, 
look at it from that perspective, there's a reason why people hire coaches. And it's not always just for the information, but the fact that you're investing your hard-earned money into it and the time it takes to learn something, more than likely you're going to stick with it and more than likely you're going to try and absorb as much information as possible because the truth of the matter is you're not going to be able to have a coach the rest of your life. And that's not what me as a, as a health and wellness expert or Andrea as, as a health and wellness expert, we, don't have, we never expect our clients to stay with us the entire length of their lives. More so, we want to teach, encourage, motivate people to learn these tactics so that way they don't have to rely on a coach to keep them going. And the thing is, is you should never be done learning. I just hired a business coach. I will probably hire another business coach later on in my life. I would even hire a personal trainer. (laughs) As a personal trainer myself, I would even hire a personal trainer. And in most cases, I don't even write my own programming for myself. Because I, even though I know the principles, even though I know what I need to do, it is much easier for me to go to a coach who maybe is seasoned in another area that I'm not familiar with and have them challenge me. Much easier when it's coming across from the other side of the table. You know, and if you're, if you're putting an investment in something, wouldn't that almost guarantee that you would see success in one metric or another? I know it has for me in business, in health, in wellness. The more I invested in learning the craft from an expert or somebody learning from somebody that has done it before and has succeeded, more than likely I'm going to succeed. So I'll leave it at this. Please, whatever you are looking for more information on, do your research and find an expert. It will save you time, it will save you frustration, and it will set you on a path towards your goals. Don't just think that getting a one simple, there's a one quick fix or a one quick answer to anything that is as complicated as health and wellness, as financial advice, as relationship advice, and the million other fields that are out there. Even landscaping, you know, something as simple as it seems, well, you cut grass, you, mul- you, uh, you do shrubs, you do mulch, you uh, shovel snow. It is much more complicated, I promise you, than you think it is. And so always look for good information. Go to the sources, find an expert and see who the expert is listening to. All those are good things, guys. And I wanted to end this podcast uh, with a question that commonly comes up. And the reason why I wanted to do this is so that way you guys are getting useful information that you can utilize. No doubt, hopefully you resonate with the message I just talked about. But um, something that came up is uh, in terms of the hand guide. So what I teach here at Train, Eat, Repeat is not counting calories, but more so using your hand method via from, from Precision Nutrition to guide what your plate should look like from a portion perspective. And for those of you that are unfamiliar with this practice, and I've talked about it on previous podcasts, you can go back and listen to them. But for a quick just rundown, it's a palm of protein. Your fist is your vegetable intake. A cupped hand is your starchier carbohydrates. So it'd be things like your potatoes, your rice, your quinoa, your pasta, and a thumb of fat. And so how that breaks down versus men versus women, obviously men typically need a little bit more caloric intake than women do. So men, two palms of protein, a fist or more of vegetables. I I always say go nuts with vegetables, as many as you want. 
two cupped hands of carbohydrates, which also includes your fruit, not just your starches, and two thumbs of fat. So now you would just have that for the women's side. A palm of protein, cupped hand of carbohydrates, fist of vegetables or more, and a thumb of fat. But the question that kept coming up was, you know, how do we manipulate this guide or this this portion system based on what our goals are? So if we're looking to gain lean mass or if we're looking to lose weight, how do we manipulate that? And this is how you would do it based on the following. So if you need more food because you're larger in stature, you aren't feeling satisfied at meals, you eat less frequently throughout the day, you're very active. And again, that that is a very generalized term. I would say you are a very active person if you're getting in at least four plus 30 minute workouts that are moderately intense throughout the week. And that also your non-exercise activity is very high. So you're averaging somewhere between 10 and 15,000 steps a day. That is what I would consider a very active person. And I think a lot of times people overestimate just how active they are. You also might be trying to gain muscle or muscle gain results have been stunted. So if you are this person that you feel like you need more food because of those uh, criteria above, then what you're going to do is add one cupped handful of carbs and one thumb of fat to a few meals each day. You know, and what I would say is leave your post-workout meal to mainly protein and carbohydrates. So if you're going to add in those carbohydrates, that extra handful of carbohydrates, I would add that in to your post-workout meal and then most more than likely, if you're working out in the morning, I would either add it into your breakfast or your lunch, depending on how your system works. In, in terms of the fats, adding in another slice of avocado or maybe your snack is a handful of almonds. That is an easy way to add those in. For women, it's going to be a half cupped handful of carbs that you're going to add in or a half thumb of fat to a few meals each day. And again, the same rules apply in terms of what your post-workout meal should consist of, primarily those proteins and carbohydrates. On the other end of the spectrum, if you need less food because you're smaller in stature, you're feeling stuffed after meals. And guys, the whole point after a meal is you should not feel bloated and stuffed. Again, we're always eating to 80% full. You eat more frequently throughout the day versus eating three big meals. Your activity level is lower. You're trying to lose weight or you are not getting weight loss results or your weight loss results have stunted. So then what you're going to experiment with for men is you're going to reduce one cupped handful of carbs and or one thumb of fat from a few meals each day. Same rule rule applies above and not going nuts trying to restrict yourself because you're still getting plenty of vegetables, you're still getting tons of protein, but just trying to take away about a cupped handful of carbs and or one thumb of fat from a few meals each day, and that also includes your snacks. Your snacks still are included in that category, but we're talking more in terms of meals. For women, then if you want to uh, consume less, you are going to take away a half cupped handful of carbs and or a half thumb of fat from a few meals each day. So those are just some very basic generalized recommendations for each category, whether we're looking to gain a little bit more weight, have a little bit more energy for active lifestyle, or if we are trying to lose weight and possibly we've gotten stunted or your activity level is lower. 
Again, listening to your hunger cues are very important and going through those mindful practices, those of you that joined the 30 Days of Mindful Eating Challenge, one of the things we talked about is realizing when you're full, taking the time to eat a meal over the course of 20 to 30 minutes so that you can realize when you're satisfied and ensuring that our water intake is plentiful so we can make those adjustments. So, Hope you guys really enjoyed this episode today. Again, find an expert when you are looking to gain knowledge that you can readily use. And again, it will take time for you to become an expert. It will take trial and error. There's no quick fix for anything. And then on the other end of the spectrum, utilize that hand guide and utilize these adjustments, again, through trial and error. So you're gonna have to create some wisdom through trial and error and measure your results. If you're making changes and not measuring the results, you have no idea if what you're changing is actually working, and then you're just working against yourself. You will continuously do the same cycle. You know, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result. Don't be that person. That's it, guys. Hope you guys enjoyed this episode, and we'll talk to you next week. Until then, be kind, be humble, and work your ass off. Thanks for listening to Train, Eat, Repeat. Connect with us on Instagram at fit underscore ferrant or at traineatrepeat.co. Until next time, stay strong, stay healthy.